0: Late night conversations. Late night conversations with Patricia Dooley, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. The time is 10 minutes before 11. We are alive on 104 to 107 nationwide on this TV channel 814. My name is Patricia Dooley, and we are talking late night conversations right now. We are going to be looking at the critical um, state of how. Every nation, including South Africa, treated the first 90 days of COVID-19 pandemic. And uh, talking to us about this will be Dr. Sean Funza-Miller, who's a senior lecturer at in economics, a research associate at the Public and Environmental Economics Research Centre and a visiting fellow at the Johannesburg Institute of Advanced Studies at the University of Johannesburg. After that, we'll be looking at the news at 11 o'clock with Zulegat Potashe. After the 11 o'clock news, we go into Closet Conversations where we talk HIV and AIDS in relation to children, how are children affected to this particular pandemic? Um, child-headed house homes, children who are HIV positive, And how do you then tell your child who's HIV positive um, when they reach their teenage years? Why are they taking the medication that they are taking? How do you introduce them to the fact that they were born HIV positive? How do you introduce them to the fact that they are heading a household because their parents passed away because of HIV. Let's talk about this particular issue after 11 with Dr. Joan van Nigat, who's one of the children's sector reps on the South African National AIDS Council Civil Social Forum. The number to dial to join us is uh, 011 714 Alternatively, WhatsApp us on 06 107. We are also available on uh, SMS on 413. Thank you very much for joining us, Dr. Sean Mfunza Muller. How are you doing this evening?
1: Good evening. I'm well, thanks. How are you?
0: Thank you very much for joining us. We are now talking about the criticalness of uh, the first 90 days of um, the COVID-19 vaccine. We know that in South Africa, uh, when this uh, COVID-19 was then um, nationally or internationally uh, acclaimed, we then decided to go on a full-on level five lockdown. How critical were these first 90 days?
1: Right. Well, the... um the core argument of the, of the paper that I published recently is that South um, Africa went into that strict lockdown um, on the basis of projections that haven't really been verified um, or weren't verified at the time in, in any kind of scientific sense. Um, so we made a very drastic decision um, with good intentions, um, but it was a decision that wasn't properly canvassed in my view. Um, And the result was that we, in those weeks of the strict lockdown, we essentially used up all the societal and economic resources at our disposal. Um, So by the end of the lockdown, the government really didn't have um, much choice. It had to start lifting the restrictions, um, even though we saw case numbers rising. And we're seeing a similar thing happening, numbers rising um, at a, a more rapid rate than had occurred uh, prior to the lockdown being implemented, um, and yet government is is intending to keep us largely at level one. Um, and the reason for that, I think, is simply because the government realizes that it's used up all of these resources um, during that first 90 days, and in particular during um, those five weeks uh, of the strict lockdown. Um, and so it doesn't have a lot of options left. Um, but the problem was that government, const- government, along with the media, I'm afraid to say, constructed this narrative that it was being... Um, guided by science, is if science is something that's always right um, and is always certain. Um, and that's actually often not the case. Science is often wrong um, and it's often uncertain. Um, but especially in situations like this one where we were dealing with um, a virus, the properties of which weren't really known, um, and policymakers, had to tr- policymakers and, and medical experts had to try and guess really what the likely implications for South Africa were going to be. of the fairly limited evidence we had from places like uh, Wuhan in China um, and, and parts of northern Italy.
0: Uh, who's a senior lecturer in economics, and we're talking about the critical nature of the first 90 days of the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, A-teamers, I'd like to hear from you on 0614-104-107. That's our WhatsApp line. Now, uh, Dr. Um, Funza t- talk to us about where we are now in relation to the first 90 days, because not every country experienced the same effects. I mean, we know that the USA and... Uh, Europe, uh, experienced very, very harsh uh, conditions post-COVID-19, uh, first 90 days lockdown, as opposed to what we experienced. And we all went through the harshness of the first 90 days where everything, including the economies, were closed down.
1: Well, I think I think the critical point here really is, um, is that no country... I think any country that claims to be has moved to a post-COVID-19 period is, is being a bit reckless. Um, the pandemic is still playing itself out, and this is really a key point. Um, it's another criticism in the article is that, um, you know, it, it's, not, it's still not actually clear what the South and government strategy was. Um, it's a controversial thing to say, but based on the evidence I've looked at, I think it's true. It's not clear what the South and government strategy was when it implemented the lockdown, by which I mean, it's not clear what the long-term strategy was. Um, yeah, you know, as think stand it looks like Ska will be lucky to get any significant um, uh, you were talking about vaccines with your your previous guest, um, any significant number of vaccines before about twenty twenty one. So what was the strategy really in locking us down for five weeks? What was the what was what what was that expected to achieve? Um, and so the thing is that The pandemic is still running its course. We're seeing a a rise in detected infections and and, and deaths again um, in South Africa. Uh, Other countries, particularly in in the Northern Hemisphere um, and Western countries, the United States, the United Kingdom and so forth, are experiencing a very large so-called second wave. Um, But the full trajectory of the pandemic is still not clear. Um, So we're going to have to see how that works out. It does seem um, that... Even though we've had a very large number of cases um, and, and quite a large number of deaths, I mean, we've had more than, more than 20,000 um, deaths. Um, still, that is a lot less than what government's modeling uh, predicted. The early modeling, which actually the government has never officially released, um, seemed to be extremely uh, severe in terms of the number of deaths that it was predicting. And then even the later modeling was released a few months afterwards by a different modeling team um, we're very pessimistic in terms of, of the number of deaths that they're expecting by early November, and that hasn't come to pass. And that doesn't really seem to have much to do with the lockdown. Um, nor does it seem to have much to do with the implementation um, of social distancing and so forth, because we see uh, much worse outcomes in other countries that have done quite similar things. So there's still, I think, there's still a number of things about about the virus, um, about how it affects different populations um, in different countries. Uh, That remains unexplained. Um, And so I think that's a good reason for remaining cautious Um, and not thinking that any country has yet moved into a post-COVID-19 situation. Hopefully, um, the the availability of vaccines um, will help to end the pandemic, but that also um, remains to be seen.
0: Now, Professor, it seems that with what you have just told us now, um, we, 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 even if we were to go into a harsher, as South Africa, a harsher uh, level of lockdown, that would mean absolutely nothing with the information you've just given us, that the, the harshness of the lockdown does not really equate to um, the harshness of the, the, the pandemic as actions on us as a civil society.
1: Right. I mean, this is something that um, scientists and researchers all over the world are are looking at and debating. Um, But certainly there was a period of time where there was some kind of consensus that, that, that lockdowns were the right approach to take. But that consensus wasn't really based on a lot of evidence um and in fact you know i've seen an article recently um where a researcher argued that perhaps after the lockdown actually increased the spread of 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 the virus why well because if there was enough community transmission before the lockdown was implemented um then in some communities the, the forcing people to stay at home, confine themselves to spaces which were already cramped and crowded, could have actually helped the spread. So the thing is that the effect of lockdowns is really going to, um, in terms of from an epidemiological point of view, is going to vary across societies for a number of reasons. Um, you know, The basis actually for for one of my criticisms in the paper is government's own numbers. Um, the numbers from the, the diseases, they estimate something called Um, the R uh, coefficient, which is basically the rate of spread of the virus. Uh, estimates suggest that, in fact, the strict lockdown didn't have a very big uh, effect on bringing that um, rate of transmission down. And so that's another reason why um, a number of people have argued that uh returning to a lockdown would be a very bad idea so if we do want to reduce transmission there are other non-pharmaceutical interventions like uh your previous guest was referring to hand washing and masks and so forth those kinds of things social distancing um which are less costly to the economy and society um than a lockdown and potentially um potentially even more effective
0: Thank you very much for joining us this evening, Dr. Sean um, Funza-Muller. And I think uh, you've given us quite, you know, a good perspective on where we sit as South Africa when it comes to COVID-19, especially since uh, the um, Nelson Mandela uh, Bay metropolitan area has been uh, hit as one of the hotspots and what the pandemic holds. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Let's go to Zalega Kodashi with the final news update. Good evening, Zalega.